Welcome to the Jessica Rules the Universe podcast. I'm Jessica Zafra. My guests and I talk about books, travel, cats, and in this episode, movies. Noel went to see Bradley Cooper's new movie, A Star is Born, with high expectations because he has to defend the legacy of Barbara Streisand. I went to see it with no expectations because I am suspicious of movies that get rave reviews. What did we think? This is supposed to be the third episode, but I decided to get it out while the movie is in theaters. My guest, Noel Orosa, is one of my favorite humans and a regional creative director at an ad agency in Singapore. The Jessica Rules the Universe podcast is brought to you by Nexus Technologies. Technologies that work, solutions that win. Okay, hi Noel. Hi Jessica. So what expectations did you have of, of um, A Star is Born? In fact, what was your reaction when you heard that Bradley Cooper, of all people, is doing the fourth or fifth version of A Star is Born? Ah, okay. Well, in the first place, I've only really seen one version. Yes. The Barbara Streisand one. Yeah. I thought... At a certain point, I thought I imagined seeing the Judy Garland one, but I think I saw another Judy Garland movie. Yeah, so, I, which is I, the, I think I've mm-hmm. seen um, the Judy Garland one and the Frederick March one um, on TV. Because remember, when you were kids, late at night, um, you would find all sorts of wonderful things. Yeah. On TV. True. Uncensored. <laughs> wonderful things and trog. <laughs> wonderful jo- things and deliverance, which made me forever afraid of men with ukuleles. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so... Wonderful things and lollipops and roses at Burung Kalangka. Which is an even more wonderful thing, I have to say. Yes, and which we demand be restored. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. So, um, the Bradley Cooper one, I didn't know what to to expect. I had no bias either way against Bradley Cooper. The Lady Gaga one, I guess, I guess nadala ko nang, at the very start, people were, were already pitting Barbara Streisand against Lady Gaga. Mm-hmm, yeah. And I was taking offense against it. Yeah. Because the Barbara Streisand one really resonated with me because, it, well, first the, the chemistry be- between her and Chris Christopherson. Yes. And then Christopherson at his most kuha. Yes, yeah. so, but we have to explain what Kuka is. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is an entire different episode. Okay, but, so, sorry. You just uh, have to find it out for yourselves. The, yeah, masculine. The, 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 the epitome of masculinity. Okay, yes. so yeah. Or at least our idea of masculinity. Yeah. Because, you know, today's idea of masculinity is very wimpy. <laughs> Correct. Yes. Or, really, a walking dick. <laughs> okay. The cut. Somebody who thinks that his dick can rule the world. Yes. It's an uber Kuka. So that was Chris Christopherson, right? So, which you may, uh, Chris Christopherson, you may remember as the guy who made the weapons in Blade, the first Blade movie. Correct. Yes, and right. that was, you know, that was his old rundown version. So right. just imagine his young, hot version. Correct. So, but you know, the first, uh, the the the, the Christopherson version came out in '76 when you were practically an infant. Right, <laughs> and um, you know. Um, I've also read reviews maligning it so much. And of course, I, I didn't have that experience. To be honest, I really enjoyed that movie. And and um, it it helped, at least for me, that it had this really profound song, Woman in the Moon. Oh. The lyrics of Woman in the Moon, it's so brilliant. Have you ever... I don't even remember. All I remember is Evergreen, which was remade okay. by a Filipino hip-hop, hip-hop outfit as S. 
And then it had that, Evergreen, which was an Oscar winner. Yes. It also had, um, I believe in love, which Kevin, Kenny Loggins remade. Oh, I remember that, yes. Yeah. Because they used to play that, that, that song, the Kenny Loggins version, on the radio station where I worked. Yeah. Yes. So the reason why Woman in the Moon, at least that yes, song, really resonated with me was because of this certain lyric. Parang, it, it went, parang, I, I was warned as a child of 13 not to act too strong, try to act like you belong but don't push girls save your time and trouble don't misbehave i was raised and i would know you don't world i'm sorry i'll skip to the part that really gets interesting um there there's a part there that says um as i long suspected they believe that strange was a word for wrong well not in my song so i love that part you know that i mean as misfits right you, yeah. be, you you would you would respond to lyrics that that say, I believe as as I long suspected they believe that strange is a word for I've always felt I was strange, mm-hmm. and it's a word for wrong. Well, not, you know that. So, I guess because of that, that lyrics suddenly that that movie became great in my eyes. Mm-hmm. You know that I, I've never seen a movie, uh, or at least a song written that way in a movie. That seemed that really to me, resonated. yeah. And who wrote that? Did, did Barbara write it? I don't. Or, I don't we look it up. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. So yeah. So, uh, so you had a really good experience of the first. Oh, um, uh, not the first. The the fourth. The fourth. The yeah. fourth, if you count, what price Hollywood? Okay. And then a star is born. A star is born. Then the Christopherson Streisand. A star okay. Is born. So you've yeah, seen so the first we, three, right? In your case, have you seen the... Um, no, I, I don't recall having seen What Price Hollywood. I've seen snippets of the 30s and the 50s version. I remember the 50s version has Judy Garland and James Mason. I love James Mason. Okay. Nobody plays drunks like James Mason. Was so. James Mason good-looking back then? Or not yes, yes. Yes, he was. Ah, okay. yes, he was. And also, he had an English accent, which automatically makes people... Because <laughs> the first time I saw James Pearson, he was already bald and fat. Yeah, in Heaven Can Wait. Heaven Can Wait. Plus, was it or only when I was it? only when I laugh was he there I with Marsha Mason? I don't remember only when I. Ah, sorry, Marsha Mason. Mal- wrong movie. I think he was in a maybe a horror movie. Yes, yes, he's been in many horror movies. I think. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Later, later. Oh. <laughs> So anyway, sorry. So what were you had no expectations of the Bradley Cooper? I had no expectations of Bradley Cooper, but I was defensive about about, about the Lady Gaga part. Yes. Parang, why, why why Lady Gaga? Because people were already pitting Lady Gaga against Barbara, Barbara Streisand, and parang those people who were criticizing Barbara Streisand. I, I, I in my mind I was thinking really. So in this new version, will maybe there? Maybe they don't even. Remember, yeah. yeah. Oh, or or that, or have they seen it? Yeah. Because does it promise to have a song that will win Oscar, Evergreen, or even? Yeah, so, so to you, um, it's essential that A Star Is Born have fantastic songs. Correct. Yeah. I guess that's part of it, mm-hmm. part of the experience. And then, um, will it have a song not, that it may not win Oscar, but is as profound as okay. Woman in the Moon? Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. So. If it, ha- so parang kung before we even, not, you know, just compare something, uh, some uh, how do you call it? This somewhat, this something in favor of the favor of the other, right? 
should we even do that or should we judge a film on its own oh, merits? Its own merits, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then, so, yeah, that, that's a problem that we always have to take into consideration. Yeah. In remakes, Correct. sequels, mm. yeah, so, so do we consider it in, in light of everything that's come before it or yeah. do we just look at it by itself? And yeah. I was, um, I had all these non-expectations. I think the, my, my viewing was helped by the fact that I expected it to be garbage. Mm. Since seriously, this is a great... This is a great way to approach a film. Have absolutely no expectations. That is true. Or expect a piece of crap. That is true. Oh, God, Bradley Cooper, as in Rocket Raccoon, thinks he can direct a movie. And I was already thinking, he joins the pantheon of actors who who direct a movie and win an Oscar over Martin Scorsese, like Robert Redford's Ordinary People, which won over Goodfellas. Correct. Then Kevin Costner's Dances with Wolves, which won over Goodfellas. Yeah. So, oh, sorry, um, Ordinary People won over Raging Bull. Yeah. Right, right. Although, yeah, and when, to be honest, because I saw Ordinary People when I was a kid, so, and uh, being unaware of Raging Bull at that time, yeah. I thought, wow, that's really a brilliant movie, and then Timothy Hutton gave a good performance, but of yeah. course, later on, when you watch, oh, it fought Raging Bull. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah. It's, it's like a whole different planet. Yeah, exactly. And, and then my, my attitude towards Lady Gaga has always been, a, oh, oh, it's another you know, Madonna wannabe. And so I always, yeah. I, I am sorry that in the past I thought of Lady Gaga as a meat dress, essentially. You know, a, a, a gimmick factory. Got so it. The, the movie kind of, it, it, it completely changed my view of Lady Gaga. Yeah. So let's talk about, you know, the, the, the Star is Born movie by Bradley Cooper. What did you think? You know what? I, the opening, the opening title scene alone, I have to admit, huh? But I, again, you have to remember, I was, I watched it with the intent to hate it. Yeah, yeah. sort of like, you know, me w- yeah. watching it thinking, I'm going to say Because I was in full defend Barbara Streisand mode yes. when I was watching it. Yes. And then, so I had a lot of resentments. Resentments against its brilliance. Yes. <laughs> so, so, for example, that open, just that opening title scene, how it Design that sequence. Yeah, the, the part where um, see um, Lady Gaga, and I wonder at the choice of using Lady Gaga as her screen name and not, you know, Stephanie Germanotta. Good so point. I did that didn't occur to me. Yeah, and, and so she's she's walking in an alley, right? Yeah. And then the letters. A the star letters. Is the born gigantic a star, Lady Gaga in the middle, is born. Yeah, and she's walking in an alley. I think there were dumpsters to yeah. the side. Yeah. That was my first resentment because it was the first brilliant moment. <laughs> it's like, oh no, I'm going to be wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and then you know, as you watch it, you realize. Lady Gaga is giving a genuine performance. Yes. And, and you know, and the, my first impression was Mm-mm. everything is shot in extreme close-up. Yeah. Which gives it a very personal feel. So as it unfolds, it becomes a very personal view, an insider's view of what fame is like. Right. So you've got this guy um, at his peak beginning his descent. Correct. And this, and, and, and this woman who is beginning her ascent. Yeah. And so there um, you, you see kind of what what they're seeing and I felt that that was extraordinary. That's true. Mm-hmm. Because, and you know, we, we, can't, we tend to see these things from the POV of the crowd. Yeah, yeah. Them, yeah. And, you know, that, that scene where um, she try uh, Lady Gaga tries to perform for the first time mm-hmm. 
uh, being pulled by Bradley Cooper. But she, you know, she at first she doesn't want to. But then the moment when she decides to do it, mm-hmm. that was so brilliantly directed. It was thrilling, right? Yes. And, yeah. and, and when we say thrilling, it's like you feel this electric moment yeah. when, you, when you see something. Yeah. And, it, you know, that, that was the stuff of comedy. Because if she had played it badly, it would have been like, you know, when you're having a party and you tell your tita, tita, you sing something. Yeah. Like, no, 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 I don't want to. No, 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 tita, please. And then she hands you her, you know, her, her mixtape. Like, okay, um, number three, please. Yeah. <laughs> okay, which has a ring of phoniness yeah. to it. And there's an uh, I love the yeah, there's a new ones that Lady Gaga captured well as a as a you know both Bradley Cooper and uh, Bradley Cooper directing Lady Gaga and Lady Gaga performing it. You know that when she was performing for the first time and at at a certain point she was covering herself. Mm-hmm. Even that small nuance, mm-hmm. you know, it really communicates that she she was genuinely nervous. Yes, right. It's those. What what I love about how Bradley Cooper directed it, I think, because he's a good actor to begin with. I mean, mm. he can fake being an Uber Kuka. Okay, that, <laughs> quite that's well. That's the subject for another podcast. Correct. But I think that it ratchets up the di- degree of difficulty, right? Correct. Because if you are not an Uber Kuka, but yeah. you can play one. Yeah. yeah. So I think because he's such a good actor, it's natural to him to be an actor's director, mm. to be really sympathetic, not to. To extracting the best performance out of an actor. Yes, and not right. just Lady Gaga, but Sam, Sam Elliott, Elliott yeah. and um, Andrew Dice Clay. Andrew I never Dice thought Clay. I would see the day when Andrew Dice Clay becomes a viable contender for best supporting actor. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, an insult yeah. comedian. Yeah. yeah, and you know, speaking of Sam Elliott, you know what really again resonated with me was that small moment when. He was driving out, uh, backing up from the driveway of Bradley yeah. Cooper, mm-hmm. and then there was this also brief moment when he turns to the right to and look at the slightly teary eyes. Yeah, and the camera just decides to glance at it. Yes, but you don't, you don't really give it that melodramatic. Let's dwell on this moment and milk yes. it for all it's worth. It was just so incidental, but you capture you capture that I, that was so tasteful. Give your IT department a second backline support. Companies now embrace a service-oriented architecture. Instead of merely dealing with a hardware box that runs your applications, focus on the service value it delivers. Visit Nexus Technologies at www.nexustech.com.ph. Tasteful restraint yeah. is the, the, the key word to Bradley Cooper's approach because there were yeah. so many parts that could have become completely soggy and, yeah. you know, uh, and, and maudlin. Correct. But he manages, you know, to pull away at the right time. Like, something terrible happens and we just know it happened because we see the flashing red light, which means there is an ambulance or a police car. Right. Another brilliant moment yeah, of subtlety. And, and, and a Thanks sad for... dog. Yeah. We put a sad dog in the frame. That's it. We're all crying. Yeah, yeah he didn't even show the suicide anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really well directed, I have yes. to say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, what other parts um, stood out for you? Um, well, me, me, my theory okay. is oh. that... Oh. Um, he cast Sam Elliott to be his much older brother so mm-hmm. he could have um, someone on the set to whom he could compare the pitch of his voice and pitch his lower. Correct. <laughs> because I think Bradley Cooper, as he said, um, uh, 
he 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 made his voice an octave lower. Right. Yeah. So to 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 give you that kind of world weary, um, big star on the way down. Yeah. Makes me wonder. Makes me wonder if, in fact, uh, Chris Christopherson was his peg mm-hmm. for the role, no? Of of why he would approach it that way. I I wouldn't know actually. Yeah. Just yeah. Speculating. After this, we had to watch the the Chris Christopherson Chris Chris Christopherson Barbara yeah. because um, that was where they made the the, the couple musicians. Mm-hmm. I th- in the in the previous incarnations of A Star Is Born, they were actors. Right. You know what? Um, I think. Uh, Bradley Cooper pulls off as a director as well. Um, he can stage scenes to be very intimate immediately. Yes. yes. Like yes. even that whole um, being part of the dressing room with the drag queens, etc. Mm-hmm. Because as you pointed out, um, he's so good at these close-up moments. Yes. Immediately we're drawn. You know, he. it's like the camera is one of the drag queens. Or it's oh, like right. a friend of all of them. Mm-hmm. So there's a certain intimacy to the way he directs. He pulls it off so well. Yes. Yeah, so. yeah, so it manages to be both big and intimate. Which right. Is, which is hard to do. That's true. And, and I like the, the initial scenes of um, Jackson Maine, Bradley Cooper's character in concert. And I thought, no, but Nashville. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> yeah. Like the, the audience from the POV of the, yeah. the performer, etc. Yeah. So... Good work. Yeah. I thought that, you know, um, another um, Hollywood product that has been overpraised. That's true. It's nice to um, encounter something that has not been overpraised. Yeah, I mean, uh, to be fair, before I saw it, I already read some very good... Well, I just glanced. I didn't really read it because I don't like reading reviews before I I watch it myself. Yeah, I think... um, yeah. From this point, I will avoid reviews. Yeah. Yeah. But I just got a lot of good uh, uh, buzz out. I, you know, I just read a lot of good buzz out of it. So, mm-hmm. parang, I was really... Exp- I had... Even if I was resentful, I had I, high expectations as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, and then I, I have to tell to tell them about our funny exchange via text. Okay, what? Because, um, diba, <laughs> I told you, right? I praised um, A Star is Born to you. Yes. And then, when you when you when you replied, aha! I, I just read out the text. Yes, yes, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you see, we are conflicted. Because, yeah, was... um, we're kind of film history nerds. Yeah. So everything that comes before has to be a factor. Yeah. So. And also, we feel protective of Barbara because um, kids who grew up in um, pop culture, kids who grew up in the seventies and eighties, we all live in the shadow of Baram. Or more accurately, Barang's nose. And I feel that Lady Gaga's nose is an homage to Barbara's you know, nose. I think so, because she keeps pointing it out. Yes, the silhouette, and you know, even to say it outright, that yeah. nose is going to keep you from being a star. So, anyway, and, and then apparently another friend of ours, Raul, I don't know what you know how he got the info, but apparently Barang was actually friend ko talaga, no Barang. Barang, okay. Barang was... Uh, was the one who was approving... She, he, she approved the casting of Lady Gaga, apparently. I don't know oh, if that's true. Oh, I think because um, hmm. the rights... Um, she may have... Um, she uh, may own some of the rights because I know that John Peters... Right, I saw his name in the credits. The yeah. hairdresser. The former ex, hairdresser yeah, turned uh, producer. All the yeah. rights to this, so he actually makes money off it. And he was shampoo guy. He was the, he was the reference for shampoo, yeah, yeah, right? He was the, Warren the Beatty. guy upon whom they based the Warren Beatty character. Yeah, the Playboy. Yes. 
as in um back in the day when um there would there, there were actually straight hairstylists. Correct. <laughs> Who apparently would make sure when they were washing women's hair to have their crotch right next to the woman's head. Ah, so it's like you don't mess with the Zohan. So Correct. that is true. Oh. <laughs> so I um I have to read them that I know. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. So I, I, I texted you, right? Just yeah. so A Star is Born. Cooper has a gift for extracting really good performances from his actors. Sam Elliott with an exclam and for directing with restraint. Maitesha as a director and the role is Taylor made for Gaga. I was moved by both of them's performances. And then and then you said, Aha! Exclam Corvert! Exclam! <laughs> so I triggered you. <laughs> you triggered me? And like, I remembered, my gosh, I'm being disloyal to Barang. Why did I say that? So in the next text, binawi ko all I, I, all I said. I was being an asshole. I have to admit, I was an, it was an asshole moment for me. I said, I was trying to be generous. Yes, and also, um, they I have to understand that um, uh, our friends, our texting is a form of competition. Correct. <laughs> so I was trying to be generous. I stopped myself from saying, no song was as iconic as Evergreen, not as profound as Woman in the Moon. Honestly, to me, it's A Star is Born Light. <laughs> and while Pooper and while Cooper Pooper and while <laughs> Cooper yeah, can pull off Kukanes if I see Christopherson you feel like you want to bathe in a sweat I don't think I've ever admired someone enough to want to bathe in a sweat <laughs> am I missing something <laughs> and then you know later on in hindsight parang I realized I was being an ha- asshole and parang I, I'll give it yeah. you know it's just really because Hindi I was just yeah. Mm-hmm. Kung baga, my initial text to stands. Na binawi okay. ko lang. Okay. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I cast out. <laughs> yeah. Because you, 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 know, you know how to push my hot buttons. Eh? Yes, and Uh-oh. also you have to understand that, you know, we grew up in the 80s when um, Barbara may not have been with us, but Kule Dasma was. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> and what was her career, if not following in the footsteps of Barang? Correct. Right up to, you know, starring in a movie. Right. Yes. That's which true. Tinimbangan Langit. Yes. Which, Tinimbangan Langit, which was a great vehicle for Christopher De Leon and Reloxin. Right. <laughs> yeah, so. Do you recommend that people watch A Star is Born? I think they should. Yeah. I think they should watch... Well, I'll... I'll uh, I, I saw that uh, Judy Garden version is on YouTube. I'll make sure to watch that. Yeah. But I think we should watch all the A Star is Borns, right? To compare yes, everything. Yes, yes. Because so, we're completists. That yeah, way. we are completists. And so we will watch it. Yeah. And then, um, well, there's already Oscar buzz around this movie. As mm-hmm. it, at this point, it's the front runner along with, I think, the first wow. man, etc. Et Fr- front runner for what category? Uh, for picture? Oh, directing. Picture picture. Wow. Like but then, oh. um, usually the, the contenders come out beginning October right Right. so So, so, well speaking of so what are the amazing performances or movies you've seen for the year that are the Hollywood movies you've seen Um, the the, the Hollywood movies I've seen that I found really affecting and that I couldn't get out of my head were hereditary yes I have to agree hereditary because you know um, yeah you can see it as kind of a retread of Rosemary's Baby etc etc but Tony Collette's performance and the the guy who played her kid—they yeah, the really elevated them. it. Yeah, yeah. It's so sc- yeah, they made it genuinely scary. Yes, and, and I remember then, watching the last full show in Rockwell, and because like many horror movies, 
it takes place in a house where no one thinks to turn on the lights. Yeah. And so people in the audience were yelling, I-on yung kasi yung ilaw! Kasi yung ilaw! <laughs> and you know what? What I guess part of the brilliance of the movie is you don't know at what point uh, whether to decide if it's a real, really a supernatural thing or a psychological thing. That's true, because it works both ways. Yeah, because, well, I mean, there's so much gravitas in Toni Collette's performance that way, mm-hmm. right? That, you know, she she's the one who is verba- verbalizing all the family dysfunction. Mm-hmm. And that, so that it pulls you in as like, this is like, this is really a psychological thriller movie that, you know, you interpret later on as, uh, so everything was imagined by whatever, yeah, blah, blah. Been, uh, yeah. yeah, somebody's uh, mental breakdown. Yeah, but it's also like a genuine horror movie. It also works as such. So that's what's really great about that movie, I think, no? Yeah, and um, well, movies that I'm looking forward to seeing, Black Clansman of, of Spike Lee. Yes, I, I love that trailer. Oh, okay. I think that the trailer will win an Oscar. I've always admired Spike Lee, and I love Adam Driver. I okay, think, I think yeah. Adam Driver is the best thing to come out of Girls, a, a series which I watched religiously, and half the time I wanted to kick all the characters in the head, but it's so riveting that I watch it all. Okay, <laughs> yeah, you'll have to kill me because I haven't seen Spike Lee movie yet. Really, yeah. um, not do the right thing. Or yes, but I've really? read so many good things about it. Yeah. I really should. Yeah, but yeah. I think Spike Lee is one of the great chroniclers of New York, really. Okay. So, yeah, and then mm. um, oh, another another project which I feel should be up for an Oscar is that guy who edited the Brett Kavanaugh confirmation hearing with Pulp Fiction, <laughs> the, the one where um, Samuel Jackson says, check out the big brain. All right. <laughs> that should be Correct. eligible for something. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and you see a lot more of the, the, the new releases than, than we do here because, you know, you have the luxury uh, of a new releases. I'm trying to remember. Theater. Okay, what was released? I'm, I'm, um, this year's releases... Um, because I'm already thinking of Black Panther, <laughs> even <laughs> if you are. Wait, so. sorry. I'm not... Have you seen... You know, I remember seeing Papillon before. Yeah. Dustin Hoffman on TV, right? It yes. was shown so many times. Yes, but Steve McQueen, yes. But I can't remember whether I enjoyed... I know my brother loved watching it. Uh-huh. But I can't remember whether I enjoyed it or not. To me be neither. very honest. Me neither. I, I keep hearing the... I keep remembering the trainer where they said he had to eat cockroaches in order to survive. I thought, gross! And that really stayed in yeah. my memory. Why did you watch the... So, yeah, so, yeah, so... Which, which I also saw. How did you find it? And, and because I can barely remember the Steve McQueen, Dustin Hoffman one, I yeah. thought it wasn't bad. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Yeah. And I thought that their, their take on it is... I'm not sure if it's, if it's different from the original because I barely remember the original. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if they treated it as a bromance movie like they, ah. they did this one. Mm-hmm. No? And then, yeah, Charlie Hunnam was so good. Mm-hmm. And he lost yeah, weight um, for the role of Charlie yeah, so, so I read a lot of disparaging reviews. But then, um, mm-hmm. all the disparaging reviews say um, it's nothing compared to the McQueen-Hoffman. But then, what if you have no memory of the McQueen-Hoffman? Correct. I guess it's the same with The Star is Born. What if yeah. you have no memory of the, the Christopherson Streisand, yeah. the Garland Mason? Yeah. It's quite, um, I, would, I wouldn't know whether to call it brave or not, but it's quite interesting that Lady Gaga would portray, portray someone who is the antithesis of what she stands for, or what we think she stands for. Because, yes. because we think her projection is she stands for artifice. Yes. Right? That she right. manufactured this... Very good uh, point, yes. 
this this uh, image of herself, the, yes, you know, one following the dress yeah, ridiculous, um, following the Madonna template, yeah. and and we all kind of are very cynical about the way she manufactured herself. Yes, but then this, you know, the, the movie is standing for something that Lady Gaga seems to be against, or, or yes. I'm, I'm yeah. not sure if that's I, the I way to. It was, yeah. it was interesting that in the movie, um, Jackson Maine, Bradley Cooper's character, basically disapproves of. What old of Ali is turning right. into, and she is basically turning into Lady Gaga. Yeah, yeah. So basically, disapproving of Lady Gaga. Yes. So it's like <laughs> that's the interesting nuance or earlier to that movie as yeah. well, no? So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And what did you think of the songs, though? Anything really sticks out in your mind? Oh, going back to your criteria for a well, again, nothing as profound. I have to say, I have no, to still no say, no woman in the moon. No, no woman in the dream. moon. The, but I think it's a function of the times, no? Uh, yeah, uh, one one reason I um, I like the movie um, to, to my surprise is that it brings back guitar country rock, which yes. is mostly vanished from today's playlist. That's true. Yeah, but I mean, to be fair, can you also think of any really profound song recently now? Songwriting uh, seems to be a bit different now. It's a bit really on the shallow side. I, I, I don't know. That's I think a lot of the really interesting stuff that's happening is not in guitar rock, basically. <laughs> oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, to be to be fair, that last song really resonated with me. That uh, Yeah, and I like the that, one uh, with the shallows. The shallows, yeah. yeah. You're yeah, diving yeah. into the... Yeah. What, yeah. what did you think of Bradley Cooper singing? Is that his own singing? Apparently, that was his voice, though, talaga, eh. Meron. Oh, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, okay. that's... Ah, so, that's probably why he did some vocal training as then well. there is your room service. <laughs> okay, <laughs> take a break. The Jessica Rules the Universe podcast was brought to you by Nexus Technologies. Technologies that work, solutions that win. In our next episode, we talk books and movies with Crip Yuson. Meanwhile, post your comments and complaints at jessicaruletheuniverse.com or on Instagram at jessicazafraskats.